takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today to talk a little Islanders hockey, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and I'll tell you, it is really a pleasure to be able to bring you this podcast every day and just talk a little Islanders hockey with people who really know and love the team and the sport We've got a busy show today. We're going to give you the latest updates from Islanders practice. Yes, no games, but they still are practicing. We'll have the latest health updates, COVID updates, injury updates, uh, plus some mailbag questions from our listeners and uh, regarding trade deadline stuff, young players and their ultimate potential. Whole lot to discuss on that. We've also got our Islanders birthday of the day, uh, a defenseman who played for the Islanders about a decade ago, and a whole lot more all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And we've got two mailbag questions today, so uh, again, always great to hear from our listeners. Also, you could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And we are also, or I am also, live tweeting during every Islanders home and road game and uh, always great to hear from fans and interact with them during uh, games and really any time. So please feel free to get in touch. I'll give you some instant analysis, and always great to talk hockey during games. Let's talk about this uh, practice on Monday, and the Islanders, you know, not going to play for another 12 days or so, but getting healthy, and, and one of the big benefits of this cancellation of this four-game Western Road swing is the fact that the Islanders can use it to get healthy. So Kyle Palmieri, who hasn't played since December 16th, that's, you know, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, Brock Nelson, who was in COVID protocol starting on December 28th, both skated with the team at practice on Monday. And... I'll tell you, this is a very good sign, and it means that a player like Palmieri, who is injured, will miss less games. And even Brock Nelson, who is, you know, coming out of uh, COVID protocol, will miss less games. Sebastian Ajo, also, he is the only player still in COVID protocol. But again, the Islanders have until January 13th 
when they resume play. Barry Trotz still not with the team taking care of personal business and uh, hopefully whatever it is, is nothing serious. But Lane uh, Lambert with the quote about practice, he says, it gives us an opportunity. The games are going to come and practice time is going to be limited. So we're pretty excited at the opportunity to work on stuff that we haven't been able to work on because of the games and because we haven't had the full group with injuries or with COVID. We're in a pretty good situation from that standpoint now. So the things that we can work on now, so and we can use this time to our advantage. And I, I think that that is important for the Islanders to do that. Now, one other injury update. Uh, Ryan Pulak continuing to rehab his lower body injury. Resume skating the day after Christmas when the Islanders came back from the holiday break. Still no timetable for uh, Pulak to rejoin the lineup. But again, the postponement of this West Coast swing means fewer games missed for Ryan Pulak. And, you know, originally it was supposed to be four to six weeks. We're past the six-week mark now. But hopefully Pulak will be healthy enough to start playing again in another 10 days when the Islanders resume action. And just to sort of get back to uh, what the Islanders are doing in practice this week and to (coughs) expand, excuse me, on what Lane Lambert said. Working on things like the power play, which has been clicking a lot more lately. Working on the penalty kill. Working on the exit from the zone. How to clear the puck. How to get the puck moving out of the zone and transition well onto the rush. All of these things are things that the Islanders are going to have to work on now. And the fact of the matter is, they're not going to be able to work on them once play resumes. You know, we talked about it on yesterday's show that the Islanders are going to be playing pretty much a game every other day between January 13th when they resume play and the end of the season on April 29th. Maybe even a little bit more than a game every other day. So, The practice time, when you add in travel and morning skates, the practice time is going to be limited. So the team has got to work on things like the power play, the breakout, the transition game, the penalty kill, the time to do that, and maybe even also to experiment with some line combinations when everybody is finally healthy again. The time to do that is now. Here's what Cal Clutterbuck had to say about it. He said, it's an opportunity for us to keep hammering away at some of the things that have plagued us. You don't ever get an opportunity to string this many practices together in January in an NHL season normally. So really, it's a kind of blessing for us. We're going to go out there and work at what we need to work at so that when the puck drops, we are prepared. And, you know, true words have never been spoken. That that is something that you know, when, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. That's what the Islanders have to do with this situation. Nobody wants to have this long a break where you're going 11 ga- days without a game. And then you had 10 ga- days in between games with the holiday break and the extended postponements and everything else. 
that's not desirable, but you take the situation and you look at the positives. Your team gets healthy. Your team can practice. You can work on your line combinations, work on your power play, work on all the things that really can help this team get back into business and, and, and take care of what they need to take care of in order to be ready when play resumes and, and, and be cohesive and sharp and, and really just get the job done. So hopefully that is what's going to happen and you know we will keep you up to date on all the latest from practice every day. When we come back, we've got a couple of uh, emails as we do a mailbag on this Tuesday. And we could do as many mailbags as you want this week. So send in those email questions. Uh, We've got that. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, but Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, You'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in the beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember, the code LOCKEDON, that's one word, LOCKEDON, gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. All right, time now for our mailbag, and uh, this one is from Dale in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, Dale writes, hey, Gil, love your show. I have several questions below. Uh, I did email Dale back, but we're going to address uh, one question in, well, two questions in particular. The first one, which we did touch on in the first segment, when do you think Ryan Pulak will return? I think there's a very good chance, Dale, that Ryan Pulak is back on January 13th, when the Islanders face the Devils at UBS Arena. Again, barring some kind of a setback, which hopefully will not be an issue for Pulak at this point. And, you know, originally the injury was four to six weeks. We're now past the six-week mark. He's going to have almost eight weeks before the next game is played, and I think that will certainly help him be ready to go. If he is ready to go, boy, does this team look solid uh, defensively because if you think about it, you have Pelik and Pulak as your top pairing. You add Noah Dobson, who has taken his game forward a step. Scott Mayfield has been steady. And then you have Green and Chara, the two veterans. And then you, you still have Robin Salo and Sebastian Ajo sticking around. So, uh I would still prefer to add one more puck-moving defenseman. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But overall, to have all six defensemen healthy and in the lineup, that is something that I don't think this team has had in quite some time. Dale asks another question here. 
which Islander do you think has the most upside? And he listed Kiefer Bellows, Sebastian Ajo, Robin Sallow, Anthony Bavillier. And I'm going to answer this in, in two parts. I think there's the short-term answer and there's the long-term answer. I think the short-term answer is probably Kiefer Bellows. I think that Bellows is a player because he shoots the puck and this team needs more players who will shoot the puck. Uh, I think that would give him more upside. And he sort of fills a role that this team needs to fill. I think before this season is over, out of the four guys that you mentioned, Dale, that Bellows has the most potential to take that step forward. But for the long run, I think it's Robin Sallow. And to me, Sallow probably not quite ready for anything more than third pair duty right now. And I think the Islanders, we know the coaching staff, Barry Trotz and company prefers to stick with veterans. And therefore, they're not ready to trust Robin Sallow with a lot of minutes. The COVID situation and the injury situation gave Robin Sallow some playing time that he really would not have otherwise had this soon in his career. He probably would have stayed down in Bridgeport under those circumstances. But overall, giving him a little more experience, getting him some action, I think was a positive thing. And he, look, he had his moments. All young players, especially young defensemen do. It takes longer, two, two position groups that it tends to take longer for them to develop. One of them is power forwards, and that's because of the physicality required of that position. And then the other one is defensemen because of the judgment that's involved and the physicality that's involved. But look, Robin Sallow has proven that he's capable at this point. Yes, in nine games, he only has the one assist. He's a minus four. So you're not looking at somebody who has stepped in and dominated. But at the same time, he is also someone who has showed a lot of potential. And that is a good thing. So, Dale, thank you so much for your question. Next, we have uh, Don, who did not say where he was from. And, uh, he says, uh, hey, Gil, happy new year. Appreciate the continued expert analysis. We agree 100% on the assessment of Noah Dobson. His skating, to me, has been the biggest difference. He's using his legs to make plays like a top offensive defenseman. It has been fun to see him grow. And, and Don, I agree 100% with that. And, and in addition to the using his legs, it's knowing when to use his legs that I think has been great. And uh, he goes on to say, one thing I have been most impressed with Dobson is his ability to close the gap on pucks dumped around the boards to opposing waiting forwards. Recently, he has been more aggressive pinching the boards and not only keeping the puck in, but also getting a piece of the man. It's a little thing, but it opens up the boards for a winger when he picks up the puck. This small play will open up more scoring chances and sustained pressure from that wing. And, and, Don, that is a great observation. It, it's sometimes referred to, sometimes, and, and this is not the only application of this saying, but it's sort of taking a hit to make a play. 
And that is definitely a thing in hockey. Sometimes it's forwards in the corner taking a hit but making a pass just before they get hit. But in the case of a defenseman pinching, you sacrifice your body. You know you're going to get hit, but you keep the puck in. You tie up the forward, and you create a possible scoring chance for your forward on the play. So, yeah, Don, very good observation. Uh, Now he asks another question. I heard a bunch of rumors about the Isles adding Jacob Chikrin. I'm certain that's a Christmas wish. Chikrin is a top five or six D-man who was signed until 2026. In On a more reasonable level, if the Isles can make a move in the standings, maybe someone like Andrew Kopp, who has come into his own this season, 25 years old, UFA at the end of the year. Uh, in my opinion, the perfect addition for this team would be Timo Meyer. Plays physical, shoots lights out, respectable in his own, and it only has one more year on his deal. But obviously, he would not come cheap. But they are bad and not going to win anytime soon. Obviously, Meyer, where he's playing now. Your thoughts and who would you like to see Lou acquire? Maybe you'd prefer a puck mover and give Green the scratch. What I, I like the puck mover idea. And Don, thank you for the email and the question. Yeah, I think Dobson right now is the only puck mover among the blue liners. Pelik and Pulak are adequate at puck moving, but that's not their forte. Chikrin, to me, would be a good fit, but again, that contract is an issue. And again, with Timo Meyer, as you said, uh, Don, the $6 million cap hit hurts, and they would have to give up something in order to clear up that cap space. I think Chikrin is a good short-term solution. He can move the puck. He can play. I like Meyer, but the price tag... uh, is a concern. Cop might fit in a little bit better to the uh, to the salary cap, but to me, again, it really depends on where this team is at when we get closer to the trade deadline. Right now, they're starting to win a little bit more, uh, and and that is the big positive that you take away. If they continue to play winning hockey, if they're getting points in eight out of their next eleven games, let's say, you know, if they go. Five, uh, five, two, and four, or six, two, and three, something like that. And you start to move up in the standings. Then you think about acquiring someone. If not, at the trade deadline, and Dale sort of asked this question, I think you move on from a guy like a Zdeno Chara uh, or an Andy Green. I would bring in a puck-moving defenseman and then either Green or Chara if you're still contending. Either Green or Chara sits maybe on alternate alternate days. You keep them both fresh, and whoever the whoever's the hot hand uh, makes it in the playoffs. Or if you trade one of them away as part of the deal, that solves the extra defenseman problem as well. So some interesting thoughts there. And and uh, Don, thank you again so much for the email. Great minds think alike, and I, I think your analysis of the Noah Dobson situation is spot on. And uh, it's great to watch Dobson develop. When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defenseman, a steady defenseman who played for this team a decade ago, and some more final thoughts about the Islanders during this break. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today is the 41st birthday of former Islanders defenseman Freddie Meyer. Meyer, not drafted, not a big guy, 5'10", 192, spent four solid years at BU and played well for Boston University, then made his NHL debut in 2003-2004, playing one game for the Philadelphia Flyers, spent most of the year with the Philadelphia Phantoms of the AHL, came to the Islanders midway through the 06-07 season, and... Spent some time there, had a second tour of duty, went to Phoenix for 2007-2008, and then again, back to the Islanders through 2009-2010, 2010-2011, played for the Atlanta Thrashers, and then spent a year in the Swedish Elite League before hanging up his skates. 281 NHL games for Freddie Meyer, 20 goals, 73 points, 155 penalty minutes, He played in six playoff games, all of those for the Flyers, and added one assist. We're going to look at one of Freddie Meyer's better games as an Islander. We take you back to March 16th, 2010 at General Motors Place in Vancouver. The Islanders taking on the Canucks. Dwayne Rolison was the goalie for the New York Islanders for the Canucks. And it was former Islander Roberto Luongo getting the, the start. And in the first period, the Islanders break out on top. A goal by Dylan Reese, his first. John Tavares and Matt Molson with the assist at 622. One to nothing, Islanders. Then, with Mikhail Samuelson off for roughing, the Islanders' power play gets going. And John Tavares pumps in his 19th of the year. Blake Como and Franz Nielsen with the assist at 1145. After the first period, Islanders with a 2 to nothing lead. In the second period, no scoring for the first 15 minutes and 30 seconds, but then Matt Molson makes it 3-0 Isles. His 26th from Tavares and John Sim, and it's 3-0. But the Canucks bounce back with two goals in two minutes exactly. Kyle Wellwood, his 10th from Christian Ehrhoff and Mason Raymond at 16:35, And then at 18:35. Alexander Burrows, his 32nd from the Sedin Twins, Daniel and Henrik. And all of a sudden, that 3-0 lead, it was 3-2. Freddie Meyer, however, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets his fourth of the year with just eight seconds left in the second period. Tavares and Trent Hunter with the assist at 1952. And the Islanders led 4-2. In the third, just one goal, an empty netter by John Tavares, his 20th of the year. Bruno Gervais with the assist. Islanders skate away with a 5-2 road win in Vancouver. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Freddie Meyer, one goal on his only shot. And he played 19 minutes, 32 seconds. So Freddie Meyer, 41 years old today. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, by the way, in that game, Dwayne Rolison, who played very well in goal, 35 saves, the Islanders were outshot in this one, Uh, 37 shots on goal for Vancouver, only 20 shots on goal for the Islanders, Luongo chased after the first two periods, Andrew Raycroft finished up, made seven saves in the third before the empty net goal, 
that ended the entire game and gave the Islanders the 5-2 win. You know, Freddie Meyer, again, one of those players, mostly a third-pair defenseman, smart, uh, efficient with the puck, but, you know, not going to make a lot of headlines, but if you watch him play game in and game out, you get an appreciation for what he can do. So happy birthday again, 41 years old, to Freddie Meyer. Telling you, the Islanders, this can really be, this break, a turning point for this team this season. This is the crossroads. And if the Islanders are able to put together a nice winning streak or, again, just, you know, seven games with, you know, seven games with points out of ten. Go, you know, go seven, one, and two or seven, two, and one in your next ten they're right back in this playoff hunt, and believe me, it's going to be a dogfight to the end. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow when we will break down. We have our weekly farm report, and we'll also have the latest news from Islanders practice. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets at your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow with more great Islanders insight. Until then, let's go Islanders.